Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Ravens flock? On this episode of the podcast, we recap the Steelers-Ravens game. What went wrong with Lamar Jackson? Do the Ravens have to hit the panic button? Hollywood Brown tweet and all of that. And then we previewed the game in Indy. I'll be there, but Kamar Aiken, a former Colt, a former Raven, and the kid Gowie and I break down the game. Let's get it. What did it mean when the Ravens told you, we want you as a quarterback? I told them they're going to get everything about him. He's going to win the Super Bowl. Definitely. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that, to shine like this, in a matter of time I spent on some light up shit. In the back of the petty wagon, crush like those rest. See my dreams unfold. Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you got to see it. Six. With a clear view. Try to go long yeah, sure. first. And the pass is intercepted. Marcus Peters. What up, Ravens Flock? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Jack Settleman, with my co hosts, Kamar Aiken and the kid Gowie. We're skipping around the league because we know why everyone is here. The Ravens. <laughs> blew it choked they just didn't come through against the Pittsburgh Steelers we will preview the Colts game a little later but we wanted to start off on the top my x factor was Lamar Jackson so we'll talk about him to start Kamar Aiken what is going on in Baltimore uh, starts with I would say it starts with eight. um he, he they they play well I'm not I'm not gonna say they play bad because the stats and the the numbers there say they played well but um the turnovers I think were the difference and that starts with eight um I I feel like eight had a big part of that and uh, it's it's not the norm what we're used to seeing from him as well so I would say if it falls on eight I feel like everybody the defense played really well the secondary played really well they. They stepped up and met the challenge with the receivers and Big Ben. Um, stopped the run game for the most part. Um, so I, I feel like at the end of the day, for this game, it was eight um, that, that they came up short for. No doubt about it. Before I let Gowie talk, I want to give him a shameless plug. If you haven't seen it, go to his Instagram. I think he also posted on Twitter. He explains the big game media bias around there was this Owen six mantra floating around which we all know is hysterical but there's absolutely question marks about Lamar in the big game so Gowie why don't you give a brief thought on on that uh so basically I was pushed to make that video just by getting on social media and looking on YouTube and different things like that seeing analysts like Shannon Sharp and Max Kellerman pretty much talk about how Lamar's 0-6 or 1-6 in these big games. And for some reason, it seems like everybody forgets about last year where we face the boogeyman and we wiped them out like a Kleenex and <laughs> we beat the 49ers, even though it was a close game. And it's like Lamar looks solid in all these games. So I just don't like how they push false narratives to try to demonize somebody or to scrutinize someone um, without giving full context. Because I like to say, as Ravens fans, we're content with the criticism of Lamar if it's real. Like, don't say a whole bunch of false stuff or try to withhold information in order to push your narrative. So that's pretty much the basis around that video. 
No doubt. I mean, Lamar deserves a criticism in big games. I think like to say he's awful in them is a little bit of a stretch. He's not himself, which is what we come to expect. His first ever playoff game, yeah, he was awful. He couldn't throw. He looked like a 21-year-old in his first playoff game. Last year's playoff game, he was a little off, and he's been off in some big games. But like Gowie was saying, I mean, Rams primetime, five touchdowns. He clinched the division in his rookie year. We, we know what Lamar Jackson can do. Now, Kamar, the question is, he's been struggling for weeks now. We've had this conversation a few times. So not only is it not big games, like he didn't play well against Washington. You know, he hasn't played well recently, and now you lose Ronnie Stanley. So – with that loss, Orlando should move over to the left tackle, but you still have a gap in the O-line. Do you think, you know, there's a solution to Lamar? What should we expect for him over the second half of the season? Um, I expect a better him. Um, I think they, in general, the, the whole team needs to forget about last year. Last year is last year. The stats you did last year, everything you did last year, the teams you played last year, that's all last year. This is a whole new year. There's a whole new um, – all that, what you put on film last year, they had a whole offseason mm -hmm. to prepare for that this offseason. I mean, this season. So it, it, I, I don't think he's going to continue this bad place because he's a competitive person. He works hard. Um, but I also feel like the coaches have to also help and put them in better situations. It can't always be on eight to bail you out of bad play calling at the same time. You know what I mean? So you got to mm -hmm. put them guys in, in, in winnable situations. Use your guys. You drafted Hollywood. Use them. Like, you're not using them. Like, why draft the receiver in the first round and not use him? Like, I, I, that, that's crazy to me. Right. Yeah, and when we talk about, you know, how Dobbins and Ingram, Ingram's paid, it's a business. Like, you draft a guy in the first yeah. round, shocking that you're not going to use him. Uh, I brought up at the end of the last podcast last week that Hollywood was off of social media. Apparently, that was a lie. <laughs> right back. Because <laughs> right after the game, Hollywood tweets, uh, if you've got soldiers, you got to use them, something along those lines. We know exactly what he means. I guess my question is, for both of you, it seemed like, and I think most people interpreted Greg Roman, but is there anything, any dig at his boy? I mean, they ride to the games together. They ride home together. Like, is this a quarterback wide receiver thing or is this a wide receiver coaching thing? Because Snead had over 100 yards. Gal, you start. Um, I don't think it's a slight to Lamar Jackson. And if it is, it's probably just, you know, brotherly love, tough love type situation. Just like, look, bro, like I'm here for you. You know, you know, do something, you know, help me out. Uh pretty much a help me help you type of situation. Uh, I don't think anything should be looked at it as a deep situation or something that's like, it can it be fixable or something like that? I don't think it's that deep. Um, I just think when you have certain players and we had this conversation with Antonio Brown and uh, you know, guys like that who want to make plays. So they're deemed divas or locker room cancers and stuff like that. So they just want to make plays because they know they can help. But when you feel helpless, it's like, I'm really just taking up space. I'm running routes and yeah, like I'm just running. Like I'm You're not running even, routes. Yeah. yeah, I'm running routes. Like I don't even have to look for the ball cause it's not being thrown my way. So I think it's more so a Greg Roman thing. But like I said, if it is a slight to Lamar, I think it's just like a bro, like I'm here, you know, what's up? 
I mean, Kumar's been talking about this since we started the pod. You look at the exact opposite of the Ravens, DK Metcalf. I mean, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be – there were question marks around him. People are calling him Calvin Johnson, and that's what happens when you play with Russell Wilson. So now, Kumar, I don't think you've ever sent a tweet like that after a game, but uh, coming from a former wideout, like, that, that's a serious message, even if it was deleted and even if, you know, it was just 100 characters. Yeah, I would say it's more towards the coaches than Lamar, to be honest. Even though, like, to us, he's the MVP, reigning MVP, he has no authority over the offense to say, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. check to this. I'm going to get uh, Hollywood the ball. So it's really play calling. And Snead really did get off, but it was more so progression, and he was the progression yeah. in some of those plays they were calling. So I, I feel like it was more a shot to the to the coaches. Um, he just took it to social media. I've seen guys doing it in the meeting rooms. I've seen guys do it in the team meeting. So he just took it to another level and just took it to social media. So they're probably going to in-house tell him, you know, keep it in-house. Let's all talk about it in-house. But I, I don't think it was a shot at Lamar, to be honest, because Lamar is not purposely not targeting him. You know what I mean? It's just that he's not in the progression for him to be able to target him. He may be the third option, the second option, and whatever play they're calling. So I think he was more speaking of, you know, draw plays up for me. Like, get me involved. Do something. Give me a screen. Give me anything. Like, just get me the ball in my hand. Right. Yeah, get him involved. I mean, a few weeks ago, the Ravens were dominating teams. We're talking about getting Duvernay more touches, Boykin involved in offense. You got to get your wide receiver one involved. There's no yeah, doubt about mm-hmm. that. Um, one other thing in the Steelers game, just overall, what do you guys think? The, you know how good the Ravens defense is. Kamar called out the secondary. They definitely came to play. Gowie called out Yannick. Honestly, I don't think I heard his name. No, I don't <laughs> think he did anything. Judon got tossed for, you know, <laughs> some ref stuff. But after the loss of Stanley, you kind of know how good this defense is. You have Lamar at his peak is last year's MVP run. And probably maybe the Rams game is like his true, true peak. What level, what percentage of Lamar Jackson does he have to be at in the big games, in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl to win it all? Because... We, we've seen the big games, he drops to 50% of himself and the turnovers start to come out. And we've seen in other games, he's, you know, the MVP of the league. So how special do you think he has to be with the team around him? Kumar, you start. Um, I would say he doesn't have to be too special because that defense is special and, and they're enough for him. And they have a very strong running game with the backs they have. So I would say for him, it's more of the turnover battles. Like the, the de- you're not helping the defense when you're throwing you know, a, a pick six or something like like mm-hmm. they, they can't recover off of that. And if you look at the analytics, pick sixes usually go the opposite way as far as teams winning. So if you throw a couple of pick sixes, you're almost guaranteed to lose a game. So I would say ball like controlling the ball, controlling the the things that he can control. Like he can control those picks and those bad decisions. And um just uh carrying the ball better, holding the ball better. Cause I, I'm telling you now, in the playoffs, if he's dropping the ball like that, those are gonna be turnovers going the other way he was lucky to fall on a couple of them but in the playoff I guarantee it's going to be more people around the ball and, and those will be turnovers so I said if, if he can kind of bring that down in the big games and, and control the turnovers and not turn the ball over and just control the game in that manner I feel like he, he'll be all right for them I mean Joe Flacco won a playoff game at Tom Brady's house with I think 50 yards passing one year I mean they just hand the ball to Ray Rice he won them the game so I mean if you don't turn the ball over with a good defense, we've seen him in Baltimore for two decades. That's the formula. Gally, what do you think? What, what level of Lamar do we need for the rest of the season? 
I mean, I agree with Kamar. I think we'll need about, you know, 70% of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the reason why I say 70%, he could go out there and get 200 yards passing, uh, a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, and we can be content with that. We can win with that. Uh, but like Kamar said, it comes down to the turnovers. If you're giving the opposing team more opportunities to score uh, and you're allowing our defense to get winded, you know, that's a whole different ball game. Things get sketchier. And as he said about the fumbling, um, when I did the math, I pulled all Lamar Jackson's uh, top games against teams over 600 and Lamar has 10 fumbles total um, only lost five you know half of those but 10 fumbles is dangerous and like Kamar said you do that in the playoffs you know people other teams are going to pick that up so uh, that's definitely something that Lamar has to brush up on I know it's, it looks fancy and cute when you're holding the ball out here and doing <laughs> all the shaking and stuff like that but it's like all right bro if, if you're going to do all that at least get a glove so you can have that, that extra grip on it so um, yeah but to answer your question about 70 percent all right, let's give the people three good takeaways because we just ripped on the Ravens. <laughs> one, you just ran all over the best defense or one of the best defense in the league. So you got to feel good about that. And without your top back, to, to be seen if he stays the top back. Number two, and the Steelers feel this way as well, you play, you turn the ball over four times, your quarterback is horrendous, and you lose to an undefeated team by four. It's not the end of the world. And it came down to the last play. Um, do you guys have any other positive takeaways that you want uh, the people to feel good about after Pittsburgh? Kumar? Um, I would say not to panic right now, just because statistically they beat them in every category for the most part. Um, Pittsburgh just capitalized on the turnovers and they won the game. I'm guaranteeing Pittsburgh is not home right now. Happy. Oh, we beat the Ravens. They're, they're going to circle that next, you know, that next matchup and know that it's going to be a better Raven team to show up. So I, I, I would say that it's not a panic right now. It's a more uh, – um, you do have to win this next game. I would say that. You lose this next one, not, not, it might be a little panic coming in. But um, I would say to stay the course for them, and um, I think they'll be fine. And, and looking forward to that next matchup. I don't think they lose that next matchup with this one. I feel good about it. Gally, positive takeaway? Hey, man, y'all already know I'm a Buckeyes fan, so I got to see my boy J.K., but wasn't a damn thing funny, I'm trying to tell you. He was going crazy over 100 yards rushing. Um, I was happy to see that this duo between him and Gus Edwards, I feel like this is kind of what we wanted. No slight to Mark Ingram, but, you know, we just wanted to see Gus because Gus was going crazy in the run game already with a, a little bit of touches that he was receiving. And we were talking about the contract stuff and, you know, being drafted higher, which is why he wasn't really – getting up there but now he has that responsibility and then you have jk uh coming in after him and man the duo just is lovely so i love it um that's a positive also to talk about the defense the defense looked <laughs> phenomenal in the first half i mean they had the steelers looking stagnant they didn't know what to do uh if it wasn't for that pick six they would have had what they didn't score three. it was 17 yeah. seven and a half yeah. oh that's what it was yeah. yeah so like they wouldn't even have been on the board so defense definitely did their thing even with judon you know getting out the game on some bs but uh yeah so i think defense in the run game which is <laughs> what the ravens football is you know that's it's, it's still there regardless of all the mistakes and the, the tough situations that we've gone through, the defense and the running game are still intact. No doubt about it. Tough loss, but we did say it, whether or not we were setting ourselves up for it. We said no panic, even if the Ravens did lose, it wasn't the end of the world. 
the next game on Thanksgiving, that's a different story. Good transition into uh, more issues for the Ravens. Uh, the COVID bug finally got us. And before we dive into the COVID, I will say, between the Hollywood thing, between Lamar's performance, between you know Marlon now being out and Stanley being out, the Ravens have to deal with adversary, adversary, adversity. Yeah, adversity. I'm, I'm looking for the word there. <laughs> I'm looking for the word there. And I think that's what happened last year was you won 12 games in a row. You walk into the playoffs and the first time you've, they didn't trail in the second half for 12 games last year. Like, and the first time you do, it seemed like everything fell apart. Now, like you said, locker room questions, uh, Lamar struggling, you know, you got players missing now let's see if this Raven team mans up and becomes a true team. So I think that is the silver lining. Um, but like Kamar said, this is a big game for division. If you want to win that division, you can't fall three games behind Pittsburgh because they play Dallas with Ben DiNucci or Ben Spaghetti or whoever they're going to have on <laughs> Sunday. So if you lose this game, that could be the end of it, uh, at least for the division. So COVID, it is what it is. Sounds like it's just going to be Marlin, but Kumar, you you used to play for the Colts, right? You had a stop there? Yeah. So, you know, what are the Colts looking at when the Ravens are coming to town? Um, Well, I'm not going to talk bad about the Colts. (laughs) (laughs) Off the air, off the air. Hey, Hey, we know you're a a Raven at heart, bro. (laughs) Hey, always. (laughs) But um, for for Indy, it's a new new Indy team. When I was there, it was a different regime as far as the coaches and, and Mm -hmm. everything like that. So it's a whole new coaching staff. It's a new quarterback. I had luck. Well, luck was hurt. But we, we they, they have a new quarterback in Phillip Rivers. He has a team looking different. And the scary thing about Indy right now is T.Y. is probably their best receiver, and he doesn't look like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're still winning. So when you when your best receiver isn't playing like how you would expect him to play or, or whatever the system is, y'all running for him, because obviously the plays aren't coming his way like how the old staff was. Mm-hmm. But when you see his numbers not reflecting what he's usually doing and the team is winning more so, then that's a scary sight. Um, I, I, I would say for Indy, um, it's a big game for both teams, to be honest. Yeah. They're both at the same point in the, in the season. Like, it's a deal breaker for both teams. They both need this win big. Um, I, would, I would still give the edge to, to Baltimore just because they're, they're a little more nasty. And Indy isn't that nasty type of team. You know what I mean? That they're mm-hmm. like to, to play down and dirty and, and play those grind type games. Um, so I would say if the defense comes out and jump on them, I, I still, I'm still going to go with B-more. Gally, what do you expect in Indianapolis? Um, I mean, like Kamar put it, it's scary because it's like the players aren't looking the way that they you would expect them to look, but somehow they're still managing to win games. Um, I think their situation really falls on their quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Um, one of the things that I've always said about Phillip Rivers is that he's one of the most consistent, inconsistent quarterbacks. Like it's it's the the weirdest thing. Like <laughs> it's like when he's when he's hot, he's elite. But when he's off, like he's all the way off, like it's like bone chill, cold, like bro, like what's going on? So, <laughs> like he's throwing passes to random people, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like um, it's usually no in between with Philip Rivers. So I feel like if Ravens can get that cold Rivers, um, you know, we'll benefit from that. But if he's hot, 
And then without Marlon, you know, that could be very scary for us. So I think it really comes down to that. So we're going to need our linebackers and uh, Joker, you know, if he's playing, because I know he was on the COVID list for a bit. Uh, I love how he blitzes. Like I, he causes a lot of mm-hmm. disruption when he blitzes. So um, I think it's really going to fall on those guys. So I had the pleasure of going on the Colts podcast within the Believe Podcast Network today. And the Colts guy was asking me all about the Ravens, you know, what's good with Hollywood and Lamar and all these things. And it felt like he was trying to get a scouting report on the Ravens. To get <laughs> the Colts. But I was curious, like from his point of view, where where are the good matchups for them? And the, the biggest thing he mentioned was the speed on defense and how they really feel confident they're going to be able to no one can contain Lamar Jackson, but neutralize Lamar. You know what we've seen this year, keep him inside the numbers. Um, so I think, you know, traditionally Lamar off a loss, he's never lost back to back. He has five regular season losses. And every time he gets doubted, he comes back and more. So I am curious, you know, in this situation where they feel like they're going to limit his run game, you know, he's missing Ingram again, Stanley first full game out. Does Lamar come out and put on a show through the air? Because I think that would be a statement. And honestly, more than Ravens fans, more than the team, Lamar Jackson, I think, needs that for his mental because he's pressing and he just doesn't, he's not playing with the same swagger he did last year. So that's definitely what I'm most excited about in the game. I'm actually going up there. I'm going to Indy on Sunday. So I'm excited. Oh, for real? Yeah, to see it. The last time I was there was the last time the Ravens played the Colts in the playoffs, Peyton Manning. I remember it was crazy. I was like 12 sitting up top and these indie fans were pouring beer on me and, and the mid wrestlers <laughs> are, they're super nice, but these, this couple was yeah. wasted and they're like sprinkling magic pixie dust on me. It was the craziest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> so I'm excited to be back there. What do you guys think for Sunday X factors? Um, I don't know if you guys have them ready yet, but I'll, I'll lead it off with Kamar Kamar X factor for Sunday. I would say Hollywood. I think they're going to come back and feed him just because, not because he came out and said something, but they, they, they're going to realize they got to get him involved. And just because of that secondary, I don't believe in that secondary in Indy. I like them guys. I know some of them guys, but I don't, I, I feel like Hollywood will have a big, a big, big day, to be honest. Um, I, I think he'll, he'll crush the hundred yard mark and, and excel that. I think it's going to be a big day for him up top um, and Lamar, to be honest, in a passing game. And, um, I think the Ravens win this one. I, I couldn't tell you the last time the Ravens lost um, in Indy. It's probably been a little. We, it's yeah. been a minute because when we went, we went in the preseason. And I, I want to say we played them in the regular season there as well, and we didn't lose at the time. Nice. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't remember my last time them going there and, and losing. And, and speaking of the Midwest uh, fans, they're, they are different. Um, yeah. The only place I've played and you score a touchdown and you hear nothing. it's crazy it's it's the most golf crowd golf clap crowd i've ever been around that's um... funny (laughs) gally who's your x factor um i think that my x factor is going to have to be the offensive line um i feel like this is a huge game for them uh, because number one, like you said, we lost Ronnie Stanley. The, the line was already dealing with struggles beforehand. So I feel like this is the game where they're really going to step it up. And also, I want to say I want to apologize because when we were giving the good things that happened from the week, I forgot to mention their run blocking. They did an outstanding job with the run block to allow them guys to run all, all over the number one defense in the mm-hmm. NFL. So you bring that same energy into this week. 
Um, and it'll just be perfect for the O-line because I feel like not only does Lamar need a confidence boost, but you, losing Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Stanley, you need a confidence boost for the O-line as well. So I'm looking for them to really make another impact and be the reason why we get this victory. I like it. Yeah, I think they totally deserve credit. And that was the weirdest part of the loss was the Ravens offense kind of looked like itself besides mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh. My X factor, I'm going to steal Kamar's. I'm not going secondary because that's too basic. I'm picking a specific player. I'm going Marcus Peters. You know the ups and downs with Marcus Peters. It's He's making game-changing plays or he's kind of silent. He made a game-changing play last week. Marlon's out this week. Rivers, like we talked about, you can get Rivers. You can, you know, you can steal one off of Phil Rivers. He'll take his chances with his little sidearm throw. So Marcus <laughs> Peters, I need I, maybe six out of you this week. Make that big play. Uh, fill in for Marlon Humphrey. And then, like you said, Kumar, like even if T.Y. T.Y. hasn't been killing it, he's taking coverages. But yeah. Peters is going to play his side of the field, and he's got to guard those other guys, and he's got to be disciplined. So I'm excited to see him. And then – Judon back, Yannick hopefully gets more involved, get after the quarterback. That is their advantage. They do have a really good O-line. They're not grinders, maybe, but they are big, and they're nice. So, score predictions, Gowie, who do you got? Um, it's caught me off guard, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, score prediction, what do I have? Uh, Ravens put up how many last week? 24. 24 40 probably yeah i about to say so 24 <laughs> in a rough loss i'm gonna go up and give him 27 i'll say 27 20 baltimore okay all right kumar i'm gonna say 35 14 baltimore wow okay. there we go <laughs> all right you know it's it's funny because i would have i was thinking throughout the week been planning for this and i'm like i think this could be the week that the colts get the Ravens but Lamar off the loss you know I think if we beat Pittsburgh and, and this is our trap game this is our letdown game but yeah. like Kamar just said I, I think we do come out and look good I'm gonna go a little closer 31 24 I think we're gonna put up the points I'm excited to see Lamar I will be ready a week from tonight if the if Lamar doesn't look good I'll hit the panic button though because um, <laughs> he doesn't look good but uh, last thing I'll leave the conversation with would you rather be a team like seattle where you have the mvp of the league russell wilson the offense looks great but you feel like russ is carrying them and even if wilson throws for four touchdowns and 400 yards it's still coming down to the last play and their defense is a question mark or would you rather be in a situation like baltimore where you know what you have defensively and all you're pretty much hoping for is that your quarterback returns to last year's form Kumar, which situation at this point, the halfway point, a lot changes, would you rather have? Seattle. Um, mm, <laughs> no, it's a fair answer. It's a fair answer. They're, they're positioning themselves to have home field advantage. If you have home field advantage, you have a higher chance of winning in the playoffs. So, um, yes, the, the Ravens have a better defense. They, they look better on defense. Not as good as on offense as Seattle does, and we know defense wins games. But the record speaks for itself. Uh, Seattle's looking like they're probably going to get a buy and get home field advantage if they, they continue on the pace that they're going. And there's no telling if their defense is going to pick it up and start doing what they're supposed to be because they do have some good players on their defense. They're just not playing how we expect them to play. Right. So I would say uh, I, I would rather be in Seattle's position uh, just because of the record and, and where they sit in the standings as far as their, their division. 
Yeah, okay. I think hey. I think you're gonna disagree here. Hey, Kamar caught me for a loop because uh, we've been <laughs> we've been we've been agreeing with every, uh, with each other the whole night. But um, I'm actually going to pick Baltimore, and the reason why I'm gonna pick Baltimore is because I don't like the idea of relying on one guy. And the perfect example why is if you look at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys whole team fell apart the moment Dak Prescott got hurt. So just off the you know being realistic with football contact sport at any moment you could tweak an ankle tweak a knee whatever um i wouldn't want lamar to sit you know i, I have faith in guys like rg3 but it's like it's not the same we don't have your mvp quarterback in there so just based off of that alone i would much rather be in baltimore's position to where i know my defense can get the ball back we can run the ball um and just win that way versus putting all our weight on lamar's shoulders and you know hoping he leads us to the promised land Football's th- fun. It's all about theories and testing those theories. I mean, you think about like, what if Russell Wilson was the Ravens quarterback? Would he be as good with the weapons? Is it a Lamar thing? Is it a Russ thing? Is it a defense thing? Mm-hmm. We'll never know until we play it out on the field. What do you got to say, Kamar? I see, I see you got something. <laughs> Russell Wilson is the most accurate deep ball thrower. So if, if we're going to say everything's on his plate, DK Metcalf just had 12 catches for 100 or something. You can't say it's all on his plate when you got a guy out there chilling it on the outside. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's all on his plate. He's, he's doing his job as a quarterback, but he's also distributing the ball all around. So all his guys are, are being what, they, what they're supposed to be and hitting on all cylinders. And you said, you, you're right, um, he can get hurt, but I feel like either one of those teams, if Baltimore, if Lamar gets hurt or Russell, both of those teams will drop. I don't care how good their defense is. If either one of those quarterbacks are playing, neither one of those teams look the same. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, Well, we're halfway through. Ravens just got their first COVID case. And honestly, the Ravens, like they've had injuries in the past. The Stanley injury is probably their biggest one. I'm, I'm thankful and I'm happy for Ronnie that he signed the contract Friday because yeah. that could have been life altering shit. So yeah, um, it sucks obviously for the Ravens for their cap, but it is what it is. And you want to have him for the future. So loaded podcasts, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, Spotify, Apple. We'll be back next Friday, hopefully six and two with a game against new England and then Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving, which wouldn't look too bad. I don't know if you guys have looked at the schedule, the last five, is a combination of Jacksonville, the Giants, the Cowboys, um, Cleveland, and Cincy. So, and that's that sounds good, but we have to get past this this little stretch right exactly. here. Exactly. But Titans. if you get through that stretch, <laughs> yeah, Titans are yeah. But if you get through that stretch, you're feeling good. So, 100%. Ravens flock. We will talk to you in a week. Much love. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.